Indianapolis. Go down. Drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip hop station. Hot 100.9. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live from the 106.7 WTLC Studios and the Hot 100.9 Studios on this Sunday morning, July 23rd, 2023. It is the last Sunday before huh, school starts. For many kids across the school across Marion County and Central Indiana. A lot of school districts, including mine, begin school on Wednesday. So we've got some information this morning about getting the kids ready to go back to school, how they can get their, uh, make sure their teeth are shiny and white, a couple other things that are going on. Uh, and also, if you out there are running a back-to-school drive one, you need to call us and let us know so we can make sure everybody shows up, whether it's happening this week or next week. Make sure you give us a call. We'll have a portion for that in the show coming up later this morning. Also, we're going to tell you about a, some ways that kids and families can benefit from some healthy food options here in Marion County. A number of different ways. We'll show you how the families, which is what I'm trying to say, can jump in for Indiana. We'll explain exactly what that means and how that benefits everybody in Marion County. Also on this morning, uh, we'll also talk about, when we open the lines up, talk about Indiana Black Expo. That was last weekend. Now, no, I was not here last week. I took the weekend off to go work another job. Who does that? Takes a day off to go work somewhere else. I was on TV last week, so we didn't get to talk about uh, the reviews of Indiana Black Expo. And we'll open the lines up for that. I did get to go down there for just a little bit on Saturday. And I liked what I saw. And I heard a lot of other people said that they liked what they saw. So we'll give you an opportunity uh, to give your feedback on uh, Indiana Black Expo. And then I'm going to share a little information that I got yesterday uh, when I was downtown with the Deltas who have been here all week. I know you've seen all that red and white walking around uh, downtown for the past couple of days. And I was with them for about 12 hours yesterday. I'll explain what I was doing and something interesting that I heard multiple times uh, from the ladies. uh, Several things that they said about the city that I heard several different times. And then as I was there over the course of the period, I saw it as well. We'll talk about all that coming up about 830 uh, here in the show. So as I said, uh, Jump in for healthy kids is just one of the ways that uh, the city of Indianapolis is trying to improve community nutrition and update food policies here in the city. They've created something called the Division of Community Nutrition and Food Policy. We'll tell you exactly what that is here in just a moment and how it can benefit you. It's a new thing. You're like, I've never heard of that. Of course you have, and they're talking about it for the first time on Open Lines here. So uh, to get more information about Jump In, let's go to our live line right now. Uh, Megan McKinney, as well as Malele. Uh, back, I, hang on, I flipped that up. Malele Kennedy and Megan McKinney Cooper. Ladies, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Cameron. Thank you so much for, for having us on. Thank you for coming on the show and, and explaining this new um, initiative by the city. Let's first talk about what it's called 
and why it's needed. Well, great. Let me start off, and then I'll I'll um I'll hand it over to Malele because she's the real expert. But I can talk a little bit about how it came together. Um, you know, I think you know during COVID times, of course, there was such a spotlight shown on um, parts of the city that really didn't have good food access, and there was a lot of food insecurity that was happening during COVID, and it became very clear that Indianapolis did not have a great sort of centralized way of coordinating how food gets distributed. Um, and, and I mean that from growers to uh, food economy, you know, grocery stores to food rescue, there just wasn't a great centralized way to do great coordination. There were a lot of amazing people doing amazing work during that time, but it just became clear that we needed more structure. And so jump in, um, has been working with the city and with a bunch of other community partners that work in different aspects of food. And um, we were really fortunate to get the attention of uh, city county councilor Lakeisha Jacksons. Um, and she, she really helped champion the passing of this ordinance. Um, and that was in very early 2021 that established this division. So I'll hand it over to Malele to talk a little bit about it, because Malele is the boss of it. Boss, good morning. Good morning. So, yes, in 2021, uh, an ordinance was passed that created the Division of Community, Nutrition, and Food Policy uh, within the Office of Public Health and Safety. And that's the um, division that I am uh, over in the work that I am, am doing now within the city. It also established um, the Community Food Access Coalition and a body of um, like-minded individuals from all over the food system to act as the Food Access Advisory Commission. And the goal of these three entities was to be able to work collaboratively to not only support how food systems ran within city county government, but to be able to listen to community and hear what our residents were needing, what our neighbors were needing um, around food access, and then to be able to elevate their voice um, up to the city county council and to our, our other officials in the city of Indianapolis. So what are the, th you said there are three organizations that came together. What are those three? So this is uh, the Division of Community Nutrition and Food Policy uh, within the Office of Public Health and Safety, the Food Access Advisory Commission, and the Community Food Access Coalition. Okay. And so what happens here? You've got all these organizations that have now come together. You first have, uh, uh, you now have the data to back up a problem that a lot of people already knew. Uh, something that you guys probably were already seeing, but now you've got the data, you've got the organizations together. What happens now? You've now launched this new Jump In brand. This is in the very early stages. What happens next? Yeah, so, so our group, group has been meeting for, Malayli, has it been meeting for a year, a year and a half now? About a year and a half now, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so we've been pulling together um, all the like community voices that that have the power to create policy and systems in this work. Um, so there are leaders of neighborhood coalitions, um, Jump In for Healthy Kids, my organization, which um, our work is really focused on health and people's uh, ability to access healthy, nutritious food affordably in their own neighborhood. Um, you know, the city has uh, a couple of seats on this commission. There are people from um, the health department, from Indie Hunger Network, which is the network that focuses on food insecurity and all of the pantries around the city. Malili, who, who else? Uh, we have partners with uh, Purdue Extension Marion County and Indigo, um, and other community members who come to the table because they are involved in the food system, whether they are uh, 
farmers, um, urban ag specialists, uh, or, or just community organizers that want to be involved. And collaboratively, one thing that our, our main goal is to ensure that all Marion County residents have equitable access to affordable, nutritious, culturally relevant foods. And that's, um, we want to make and that's what I was going to ask you next. When you mention something for all residents, one problem we have in the city is food deserts. We've got areas where there are no okay. grocery stores or there are no major stores where you can get everything you need. Maybe a convenience store, maybe something small where you can get a couple of things, but right. there's there's not a big grocery store um, or a decent sized grocery store. How are you guys tackling that? From the city aspect, um, May, the Mayor Hogsett's administration has invested heavily over $8 million into food access within Marion County um, at, through uh, 2024. This funding has gone to be able to support projects from neighborhood food outreach events to cooking classes and cooking demonstrations, pop-up food distributions, uh, mobile grocery stores, uh, such as the Eskenazi Fresh For You mobile market that uh, just launched last week, uh, and many other projects specifically to be able to impact access to food in those low-access areas, such as the Far East Side. So let me ask you, what's the difference between uh, like a short term and a long term, because we've heard things pop up before and different things, they come and they go. Some people open grocery stores, they come and they go. And we hear, you know, uh, there are some mobile things happening. So I guess w what's maybe the difference between relief and then actually having regular access to food? The difference yeah, that's is a really sustainability. Good so one of the things, Cameron, that this group has invested in was to conduct a feasibility study for a food hub. So the group looked at other cities and how they have handled, um, you know, healthy food access, equitable food access. And one of the things that many cities have is, is basically called a food hub, and it would be um, the way it's been envisioned is a distribution center, a place where growers can bring their, um, you know, fruits and vegetables, where there can be catering, there can be catering classes, there can be food preparation classes. So it brings together food economy, food insecurity. There could be a, a big pantry. There's all kinds of things that this food hub could include. And so the group did a feasibility, paid for a feasibility study um, to determine whether Indianapolis was a good place for a food hub, and if so, should it be centralized in one place, or should there be multiple smaller neighborhood-based food hubs? And the feasibility study, you know, we, worked, we worked with a national partner on this, determined that Indianapolis is a good candidate for a food hub and that it should be centralized. And so with that information now, the group is doing some planning work and some fundraising on where that needs to be what it can look like. And so in all of our projects that we're working on, we keep coming back to this food hub. Well, this might be a good place for the food hub to do such and such. But the food hub would bring together in one place with real food commerce, um, you know, the growers, the farmers, the food distributors, the food providers for childcare, potentially for schools, um, you know, all those elements. So that's one of the big projects also in the pipeline for uh, the Food Access Commission. Now, when you say centralized, a lot of people think central center, which would be downtown. But that couldn't that also be somewhere else, maybe in one of the harder hit uh, zip codes like 46218. Um, you haven't said where it's going to be, but what could it be very well a central location be in a, a neighborhood that already is a food desert. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing is equitable access, right? Like Malele said, if, if it's in a place where people can't get to it, it's not going to be useful, right? Mm -hmm. And that's 
That's why we have a partner like Indigo at the table in the Food Access Commission, because Indigo is such an important piece of people's transportation and, and, and accessibility. But we also have, we also are constantly in conversation with partners like Health by Design, who work on the, the built environment, because if we don't have sidewalks, people can't walk to mm-hmm. it. You know, there's all of these considerations yeah. that, um, that, you know, that, that add to that piece of equity and accessibility that can be really easy to forget. I think sometimes people just think affordability is the primary, um, you know, factor in terms of food access, but there's so many more complicated pieces that you need to be solving for at the same time. So are there, is there any particular zip code that you guys are already focusing on? We've had a significant focus um, on the Northeast corridor and into the far East side. Mm-hmm. So uh, 46226, 46218, 46205 of the the Northeast Corridor um, has been a focus of of a lot of our work. Um, And then on the Far East side as well, uh, we realized that uh, the Far East side of Indianapolis has uh, one of the the largest low access areas, not just in the state of Indiana, but in, in the country with almost five miles. Um, between grocery stores on the on the far east side of Indianapolis, so we do focus on uh, those areas that fall within the social vulnerability index, um, and where you know, our census track data census track data has shown that there is a, a high population that has a low access to food, and, and our you- goal. And there you go. She just said the census data. We talked about that a year or two ago about the different things that the census data uh, powers. And now this is one of them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. And uh, and our, our overarching goal, uh, although we do have a focus on some of those uh, most hard hit, low access food areas in Marion County, our overall goal is to double the consumption of produce, that's fresh fruits and vegetables for all Marion County residents by 2030. So even though we have some specific target areas, we do have a goal for, for the city. Uh, we do want health and nutrition to be the focus, and we want that to be for, for all of our residents. So how can residents who are listening right now or who are going to learn about Jump In, is there a way that they can contact you to either help provide some information on one end um, and 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 or and or are there already operations that are up and running that they can benefit from now? There are lots of operations up and running um, on the city side. Our website is indiefoodpolicy.org, and on that site you can find out um, all of the programs that we are offering. There's some great resources on that site. And then there's also a calendar that shows where we'll have upcoming events. And I know Jump In is doing even more. Yeah, you can visit um, jumpinforhealthykids.org. We are an independent initiative with a lot of tools and resources for uh, living healthier lives. Um, We have, uh, you know, our, our, uh, our forward message about four Steps to healthy living um, that we try to promote as much as possible is uh, five. It's five two one zero. In fact, listeners to uh, the station probably have heard our five two one zero jingle on here. Five servings of fresh fruits and or frozen or canned fruits and vegetables. Five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Two hours or less of recreational screen time. One hour of physical activity and zero sugary drinks. Those are four extremely simple but extremely useful uh, healthy steps everybody can take every day for good health, um, preventing chronic diseases, and staying at a healthy weight. And you didn't want to sing the jingle? I, I'm not going to sing it today. Okay, okay. I knew, I knew, the, I know the jingle when you, but thank you when you said it out. I was like, oh, I can hear. It. I know exactly what she's talking about. Oh yeah. All right. It's kind of an earworm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Malele Kennedy, <laughs> Megan McKinney. Cooper. Ladies, thank you both for coming and telling us what the city is doing. I know this is a very new initiative, so it's in the very beginning stages. So uh, this is really the first time, this is the first time that I've heard about, uh, I've even heard the the name jump in. And so um, 
that would uh, lead me to believe that this won't be the last time that we hear about it. Thank you. This is terrific. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank for, you for having me. Thank you for coming on and letting us know what is going on as it's coming. All right. Still to come here on Open Lines. We're going to get you ready to go back to school. School starts this week for a lot of people. And, and the weatherman is saying it's going to be 91 and 95 degrees. I'm already I'm already sweating. I'm already hot. Coming up, we'll tell you how a local doctor's office, a name that you may know, is ready to get kids ready to go back to school. The different things that they are offering, get those teeth cleaned, have the details on a community day coming up. We're going to take a quick three-minute break, Shivana. And then after that, we will do open lines and a number of things that we need to talk about because I missed y'all last week. Uh, more open lines coming up here in three minutes on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. Back here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. This morning, we will open the phone lines up. Coming up here in just a few moments, want to get your reviews on Indiana Black Expo, which, of course, ended last week. And we also, I'm going to share uh, some things that I heard the Deltas say yesterday uh, as they were downtown for the past week. Uh, all that red and white, they saw a lot and they had a lot to say. We'll talk about what they were saying about Indianapolis coming up here in just a moment. But first, I got to get you ready to go back to school. Uh, it is going to be a community day that will give smiles brought to you by Scott Dentistry. Yes, you know Scott Dentistry. You know Dr. Scott. And then you know the other Dr. Scott. Well, now you might not know that there is another Dr. Scott. There was... Uh, the the Mr. Dr. Scott, uh, Leonard Scott, who would be on our sister station um, over on Praise, and then Lena Scott. Uh, but now uh, it's actually, I forget which way it goes. I think she's there. She's her cousin, her, his niece. Anyway, let me sum this up and tell you that she's my dentist. And Brooke Scott is my dentist now at Scott Dentistry, and they are all about the community. And I said, absolutely, the same way I'm going to extend this to everybody this morning when we get to the open lines portion of the show to let us know what your community day events are because a school goes back in session for many people this week. Uh, Y'all know I drive down on the south side, drive a school bus, and apparently I'm about to um, do something else. I'll tell y'all more about that here uh, coming up. Um, But... Nevertheless, the kids are going back to school this week, and we got to get them ready. Uh, and exactly the details on how to do that first will include on this particular community day getting their teeth cleaned, among other things. To tell us more about that uh, is Caleb Lancaster, because Dr. Brooke Scott is away at a convention, and she says she's actually supposed to be speaking on stage right now. I was like, you got the worst time slot ever. 8 a.m. on a Sunday, because that's the same time that I'm on. All times to be on, it's pretty early. I apologize. I feel your pain. Uh, Caleb is, Caleb Lancaster works in the office. He's the office manager, and he is joining us this morning on our live line to tell us what he, Dr. Scott, and all the employees at Sky Dentistry are doing to get the kids ready to go back to school. Caleb, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you uh, getting everybody ready to go. The event's coming up on the 29th. Tell us about it. Yes, sir. 
So this event is called Give Kids a Smile Community Day, and our goal really is to commemorate and to celebrate Scott Dentistry being in business for 50 years. And as we know, in the city of Indianapolis and just nationwide, that is no small feat for a minority-owned dental practice. Um, So our goal this year is to really focus on giving back to the community and our patients who have made this possible for us. So on this day, we have chosen to give free teeth cleanings for children under the age of 12. Um, We have chosen to have bounce houses, snow cones, live entertainment, including the legendary Dr. Leonard Scott himself as a headliner. Um, This will be located at Scott Dentistry's office in the Steinmeier um, Station Plaza. The address is 5501 East 71st Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46220. It will be happening this Saturday, July 29th from noon to 4 p.m. Again, noon to 4 p.m. And we just want to invite the community out to come and enjoy some food, some fun, bring your kids. We'll have some face painting going on. We'll have some minority-owned business vendors that you can connect, connect with and network with. And we really just want to give back to the children and the community and the parents um, that have served us and allowed us to serve them. So, Caleb, let me ask you. I know it's, uh, you know, when we talk about teeth, and it's obvious, you know, know, brush your teeth. But some folks may, (laughs) first of all, I hate going to the dentist. I despise it. Um, (laughs) And and it's nothing against y'all. There usually people say, like, what's the worst thing? Like, an alternative like you don't want to do this what would be the worst thing it would be going to an all-night dentist i despise the <laughs> dentist however i do go twice a year mine mm-hmm. happen to fall in september and in march so i'll see you soon but how important yeah. is it for parents to make sure their kids are getting to the dentist because um those problems when you don't get them fixed they only mm-hmm. cost more and hurt more the more you go absolutely it is extremely important, you know, as we know, um, healthcare in general is important, especially for those in the minority community, um, and it's often overlooked. And so it is extremely important for our community specifically to get in and to get taken care of, um, because like you said, Cameron, those things can build, they can get worse, um, and everything starts with your mouth, whether people believe it or not or know it. Um, a lot of infections, a lot of diseases, a lot of symptoms, um, a lot of conditions all begin with oral hygiene and proper oral care. Um, So our job is to get the kids young and to make sure that they are taken care of, whether it's cavities, uh, sealants to protect those teeth, or it's just their regular routine cleaning because they're doing great at home with brushing or if it's providing proper brushing and flossing techniques so that they can um, have a clean mouth and a clean oral environment. Um, So it's very important because it keeps your, ultimately, your entire body healthy. So tell me what you're going to be doing, free exams, teeth cleanings, what exactly can folks get on the 29th from 12 to 4? So, of course, they can get those cleanings. Um, they can get some information from our minority-owned vendors. They'll be able to mingle, mingle and take photos with, hopefully, Dr. Leonard Scott and, of course, Dr. Brooke Scott, the now owner. Um, they will be able to have snow cones, cotton candy, popcorn, mingle with people in the community. Children will be able to play in a bounce house, get some school supplies. Um, so those are some of the things that they'll be able to do between 12 to 4. And, of course, listen to some wonderful live music. Caleb, how much does a... Um, free. How much does a, a a usual cleaning or an exam? How much does that usually cost? A usual cleaning can range between one fifty to two hundred dollars. And then a typical exam when you just come in because maybe you're maybe something's hurting, maybe you just need something looked at. What's what's that? What would that cost? If you need something looked at, it would probably fall in between that range as well. And so you guys will be doing all of that for free absolutely all right um i don't know what else to say just go there take the kids is there is there a limit is there how many kids can i bring so you can bring all your kids we do have limited availability so it is first come first serve um but if you do follow our instagram page at scott dentistry there is a link in our bio where you can register your child and that will guarantee them a spot to be seen Okay. So we advise patients and um, community members to go ahead and do that. Um, if they need more information, they can always call the office at 317-379-2340 to register their child as well. Give me that phone number and a website one more time because uh, 
you you better go ahead and register because you don't want to be the person to pull up uh, at about two o'clock and you see three of them big old Astro vans sitting over there <laughs> yep. loaded up with kids. Absolutely. The, the phone number is 317-379-2340. And if you do have any questions, um, they're also able to email me directly at management, M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T, at doc, D-O-C-S-C-O-T-T dot com. All right. Caleb, thank you so much for coming on, letting us know what you have going on. Coming up on July 29th, uh, that is this coming week from 12 to 4. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you. And if I don't see you this weekend, I'll see you in September, man. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the Dr. Scotts. No no Lena Scott. She's not going to be able to make it. Um. I don't know as of yet, so she might surprise us. Okay, we might have a special guest. We may have a a, a Dr. Scott uh, trifecta. Thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. Still to come here on the show, it is now time uh, to have open lines. Apparently, I need some water. Did I hear my voice just drop for a second there? Yeah, we're going to fix that. Uh, I need you to start calling 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Uh, let's hear from you. Hear what is on your mind. I want your reviews from Indiana Black Expo. I want you to let us know if you have a um, uh, a community event, a back-to-school event, Uh, And we need to know about it. We need to be there. I need you to call us and let everybody know because I hate to see uh, all of that stuff go to waste. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Shivana, let's pay some bills one last time. Do this final three-minute commercial break. And then it is open lines with you for the rest of the show. 317-239-1009. We're back. I'm Indy's Newsman. More open lines after this. Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's open lines with Cameron Riddle. There you go, a little Beyonce to bring us back. You know, Beyonce was down in Louisville last weekend and the last night she was in Chicago. So I know a lot of your families are like mine and are in Chicago this morning. My wife, my sister, my mom, my aunt. And a, and a truckload of cousins are all up there uh, for Beyonce. So they're waking up at the hotel this morning. All right. Hey, I want to start this uh, segment off with a shout out to my other station. So if you've watched Fox 59 at all recently, then you may have noticed that we are on a temporary set because we are rebuilding our studio with something that happens every couple of years at TV stations across the country. What a lot of people don't know is the sets that we're sitting on are really just Hollywood sets, like something that is built out of a movie, like literally a movie studio builds those sets. Well, just like when movie sets are done, they get they get met with a chainsaw and they end up going in the trash. So I had I arranged to save the Fox 59 set. I asked my news director, CJ is his name, CJ Hoyt. I said, what are we doing with the news desk? going in the trash i said could i have it i was like yeah i think you actually you can so i had it donated to my former high school where i started my tv radio career perry meridian they are getting the desk so when it was time to come pick things up this past week i walked into the studio and said they said so what all do you want i said what all can i have they said anything left in the studio by the end of the day is meeting a chainsaw or going to the dumpster. So I was making phone calls. The school district sent up three different trucks, six guys to help start taking stuff down. I mean, I'm grabbing stuff. It was like It's like when your friend moves out of the apartment. You got to be there when they move. You can't come later. You can't come early. You got to be there right then. We loaded that stuff up. 
I would say I salvaged 75% of that studio. I donated it. I had it donated to Perry Meridian High School. That's where I went. And then later this week, I literally rebuilt it with the help of two parents and six students and a custodian. We rebuilt a TV studio in a day. We took it down, loaded it up, unloaded it, rebuilt it. I'm out there with a with a mallet and a hammer and a, a drill. I built a TV studio. And not only did I get to give pieces to uh, Perry Meridian, uh, one of my I'm on the advisory board um, for the radio and television program at Pike High School. And I was also able to get some uh, pieces donated to them. So they have the old um, weather center that the meteorologists would stand at. And being that Pike High School are the Red Devils, they also now have the Fox 59 Red Couch. Um, and so I say all this to say thank you to Fox 59 because they could have been like, no, Cameron, it's, it's, it's gone. They gave us whatever I wanted, whatever I could load. Pike got what they got because that's what they could load. They showed up with three SUVs and a pickup truck with a lift on it. And, man, we were boogieing on Wednesday. So that's what we've been doing all week. And so I just want to publicly let you all know uh, what Fox 59 did. They didn't have to. They made it real simple. I asked. They said, yes, we loaded it. They said, if you can get trucks here, you can have it, Cameron. So uh, the kids, when they go back to school at Pike High School and at Perry Meridian High School, will uh, have some legitimate broadcast equipment. And that is simply thanks to uh, Steve Zaloni, uh, Stacy Cutshaw, uh, of course, our general manager, Dom, and my news director, CJ, for uh, let me go crazy. So I uh, appreciate y'all. And uh, thanks to Fox 59 for serving literally the community and giving something uh, to the kids. All right. With that said, I'm going to open the phone lines up now. Uh, and by the way, more reason why you should watch Fox 59 when you're not listening on the listen to us on the radio. You're watching Fox 59 because who else? Who else is hooking it up like that? All right. Look, 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009 is the number I need you to call because we're going to have open lines. Expo was last weekend. Now, I went down there Saturday afternoon, probably about 4 or 5 o'clock, and it was still a good crowd. Now, everybody that I bumped into said uh, that throughout the day on Saturday, it was some of the best crowds they had seen in years. They said it was jumping. So that's beautiful. I want your experiences and your suggestions because the folks at Expo will be coming on the show here soon to get some feedback. They want to talk to you. They want to share some ideas. They want some collaboration. You know, they got some new blood with Alice uh, leading leading the charge and, and some, some new ideas, and they're ready. They're ready to collaborate. We're going to talk more about that. But first, they do listen to the show, which is why we're, I want some of your feedback uh, on your experience. Now, yesterday, I spent 12 hours driving um i was driving one of those big old buses that you saw downtown yesterday now i love driving the bus but i hate driving in circles so i hate like doing any type of shuttle event because one you work the whole time you don't get a break versus when you just take somebody you know somewhere to a amusement park or something you get in there free you get to sit you get paid to do nothing and then you drive them back when you do these shuttles you drive all day long and that's what i did from 2 30 until about one o'clock in the morning this morning taking the deltas from the hotels downtown back to the convention center and then to Lucas Oil Stadium. So I went just to the downtown hotels for 12 hours, going in circles, going in circles, going in circles. I hated it. The ladies were great. But in that process, I got to listen to them as they got on and off the bus, and they talked about Indy, talked about their experiences. Most of them all said Indianapolis was clean. They really, really liked it. Um, they, a lot of people had never been here. I mean, these ladies come from all over the country, some from all over the world for their annual convention this year, year 56. Shout out to the Deltas. That's why Kamala Harris was here this week. One of the things that they said, one, was one didn't feel like the city was ready for them. Like the in by the city, they mean the restaurants. They didn't feel like they were staffed up enough for such a big crowd, which I said was surprising because we are a convention city. But one thing that I kept hearing them say that I saw every time I turned a corner yesterday that they continually brought up was, man, this is such a nice city and it's really clean. But there are homeless people on every corner. And I go downtown all the time, but as they said that, we literally went and we looked like, look, go to the next corner. There's somebody, there's somebody, there's two people, there's a woman, there's a man. And they didn't have an issue with homeless folks. Their point was, in some places, you know, maybe you don't notice them, but our folks are extremely noticeable. And I suppose for some of them, I think one lady was trying to make the point that it's hard to have a good time um, when you're... Um, 
seeing somebody who is not having a good time. Like you want to help them and there's nothing that you can do. You know, these people don't know where to, uh, these Deltas that are coming to town, they don't know where to send these people. They don't know how to help them, but they want to help because they see somebody on, on the sidewalk uh, or and, and literally every corner. So that was the major thing that I took away from what their experience was in Indianapolis. Nice city, beautiful city, clean city. Uh, a lot of people who apparently need some help who are just laying on the sidewalk of just about every corner. It's not like it's just on one part of downtown or, you know, under a bridge. It's every corner. Want your experiences on that and what uh, uh, suggestions on how to fix it? I don't know. I've asked you to do a lot before the show ends here uh, this morning. And um, we'll get get your thoughts, get some feedback on, on everything. All right. I talked a lot. That means y'all got to talk quick because the show still does end at a certain time. The phone lines have been blowing up, so I'm going to stop talking. Let y'all talk for about a minute each, and we'll we'll keep it uh, keep it rolling. 317-239-1009. All right, caller on line one. Let's start with you. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Larry. You know Camilla Harris, right? You know I'm encouraged because they're exposing her on the Internet. She is a powder-nosed demon. I can't believe those supposedly educated black women were down there listening to her tell them that they should get abortions and that they should vote. Well, how are you going to increase your numbers as a minority when you've aborted over 16 million uh, babies over uh, since Roe versus Wade? How are you going to get any more political power when you're talking about abortion and GBT and Kamala Harris? She, I mean. Cameron, you don't have to look too far on the internet to, to have her exposed for her for her uh, just unqualifiedness and stupidity. I mean, people need to look and see what they're buying into with her and Joe Biden. They're buying into mutilation of our kids. They're buying into uh, GLBTQ. They're buying into uh, abortion, and abortion is the most insidious thing that is being forced on our community and supported by all black ministers. The GLBTQ is being supported by black ministers. And when you go to church now, you don't get the Holy Ghost. All they right. offer you a belly full of dope. That's all they're offering. All right, that's time. I got more I can say, but I'll save it for later. All right, I know you will. Thank you, Larry. That's time. Appreciate you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. I know the lines are full, so when you see somebody hang up, pick up the phone and dial. Uh, that line's already gone just that fast. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Brother Cameron, Brother Motel Pierre, and I definitely be my minute. Uh, first of all, I want to pray credence to the young uh, uh, discoverers and young explorers down in uh, outside of New Orleans and Saint, uh, I think it's Saint Bernard Island that just found that city uh, that's dating back to 12,000 years ago. People, now mind you, the Adam and Eve story is only 2,500 years old. This city is 12,000 years old. They think on an island outside of New Orleans. They just had another find in New Mexico of another city that dates back to 10,000 years old. My point is that even with what Florida's doing and debilitating the effects of enslavement, we've been here. This is facts. We have evidence of it. We have land bridge evidence. Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it. We've been here. Don't let your children under think that they, we haven't been here. We are great people. We've been here, and they are finding the evidence of it. last thing, Cameron, is that we have to make sure that we are not letting our young people get schooled and educated by fake social media so-called experts dividing us. We must love each other. The stuff I'm seeing and hearing is ridiculous. It's thoroughly ridiculous. People, grown-ups, adults, please go on these social media. You have to know what's going on. Stop turning the blind eye. Don't just sit there and put the kids away. And you see they got phones and tablets in their hand. Go look at what's going on and filter this stuff. This stuff is a cancerous thing to the mind. Look what you just heard. Look what you just heard. So you know what's going on out here. Please be the first people to make sure that your young people are being educated and do not make it sound like you hate your own people, like I'm hearing on this station, hating your own children. Please do not have that attitude. Malcolm X said, defend your people, even when they're wrong, against the largest of society. Thank you. I appreciate you. 317-239-1009-317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hello, you're live on the air. Who's this? 
Yeah. Hi, this is John. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, look, I got a couple of things. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to announce this, this Charlie bus company that I, I was down there a few days mm -hmm. working 10, 12 hours. But anyway, some of them, some of the visitors that was in town that was riding, riding on the bus, uh, they got some issues. Mm -hmm. They're very disrespectful and everything. And also, I, I like to ask you, man, uh, check this out. All right, I'm a retired IPS bus driver, put in 40 years. And uh, matter of fact, I used to take the kids down to Perry Township uh, before Perry started bringing their own bus driver into the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So, uh, and I got nieces and nephews that played ball down there and graduated down there years ago. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's all I had to say about about that tip about uh, about these. Uh, so you're saying you you were down there driving and you didn't have a good experience with the passengers? Uh, I had a great experience with the passengers. Okay. I'm talking about some that wasn't was not on the on my bus. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yes. And, and also, uh, and they took they took real good. You know, I mean, I've been driving uh, charter for years, just like I retired from my PS for years, you know, and I, I, I got some real good money the past three, four days. So. All right. Good, good. Glad, glad they took care of you. What'd you say your name was? My name is John, man. They, I'm better known. Everybody called me Trip. I was one of Amos Brown, Laura, Colleen, all the time. Matter of fact, Amos had me in the studio one day when I was running for the president well, of, our, of our local union. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, I'm sure I probably passed you at some point in the bus this weekend. Oh yeah, I, I seen you. I seen you down there trying to get your attention. Yeah, I, I saw you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, take it easy, I was probably right. I was probably whipping it around the corner. Yeah, you were. <laughs> like I was. Yep. All right, man. Hey, one more thing. How yes. long you been driving? How long you been holding your CD? I've been driving. Uh, ten years now. Ten years. Oh, well, you still young blood behind the wheel, man. We when I. First got when the CDL first came out, you know, uh, we got grandfather in on some of we didn't have to do all all that mm -hmm. touching and stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yep, right? Yep. All right. Well, good job, man. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. I'll see you on the next one. Right on. All right. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Phone lines are hot. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Kevin. How are you today? Good, Paul. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Greetings to everybody. Uh, only thing I want to say about the Expo, uh, the Friday con the Friday night concert, uh, which is a free concert, but, um, you know, I love all the performers, but, you know, when your voice is gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they just need to bring, you know, a, a little, some more folks that can still perform, um, you know, and not have us sitting out there for five and six, three or four hours you know, late for the concert. Secondly, I wanted to say real quick, um, it's amazing to me uh, that our community don't want to know the truth about what's really going on here. I'm an author. You got about 20 seconds. Five, okay, I have five books out there, y'all, that explains everything about our existence, about this nonsense with these religions, government, and corporations. These are the things that I write about. Until we come to an understanding that we were here first and that this land belongs to us and that we need to get together and shut this government down so that we can function properly. This is not a proper way to function. You have the people coming on here talking about our food supplies. If you're not going to take the poisons out of our food, then how are you going to provide us with healthy food? All so right, that's, that's, time. that's what I wanted to say today, and, right. and hopefully I will get my interview that you promised me soon, Cameron. Did I promise that? Yeah, you did. Okay, guess we'll talk about it. All right, thank you, man. We got to roll. Okay. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Oh, uh, good morning, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You got about 30 seconds because the show's um, almost over. My, hello, me? Yes, you got it. Well, you got about 30 seconds because the show's almost over. Okay. I I just want to say that uh, I really liked the Black Expo. It was really good. 
And uh, my sister also, I give high five to her because she also is a charter driver. And she also drove for the Delta uh, this weekend. So. Yes, well, I'm probably, I probably saw her too. It was a good time. It was just, I don't like driving in circles all day. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> she, she's an expert at it. <laughs> all right, well, tell, tell her I said hi then. I sure will, Cameron. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Let's go to our last call before we wrap up. 317-239-1009. No, I love driving. The Deltas were great. It's just a particular route that I got. I stayed between South Street and Ohio Street, West Street, and Pennsylvania. Like, it was a really small circle, and you had other buses going all the way up to Keystone at the crossing or to the airport. I'm like, why couldn't I get one of those? Give me some a little drive and see a little something, something. See the city or something. All right. Caller on line one. You're our last caller this morning. Who's this? That's Titus Osamoff. Hey, good morning. What's on your mind? You got about 30 seconds. Yes, I wanted to ask you, where could I? I saw a building, and I wanted to address the homeless situation. Okay. And I want to ask you, where could I get some uh, type of guidance to uh, point me in that way of getting that building to try to open up a nonprofit organization for homeless? Why don't you email me, and then I can try and push you to some folks who might be able to answer that question, because I won't be able to answer it that fast on the air right now. Okay, I'll, I'll give you email. Okay, my, I want you to take my email. Actually, if you go on the station website and you click on the open line show, my email is at the bottom, but it is C-R-I-D-L-E at radio-one.com. Gotcha. All right. You'll be hearing from yourself. All right, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the calls. Phone lines are still ringing as we go off the air here this morning. That just means we'll have to come back and talk more next Sunday live at 8. Coming up on Hot This Morning, Shivana's holding it down. Brandon will be here. And then on WTLC, the Hour of Power with the Reverend Al Sharpton. Coming up here in just seconds. We'll see you back here at same time, same station. That's if I survive the heat on this unair conditioned school bus on Wednesday. Then I'll be back here, Lord willing. And tomorrow morning, I'll see you on Fox 59 Morning News starting at 4 a.m. Have a good Sunday.